Says, who does he think he is? I have some dirt. Will you confirm or deny? Maybe you should rephrase this. Warning. Oh my god. Okay, let, let's focus. From reality TV to real life, it's all just so dramatic with Megan Pacetto. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of So Dramatic. I'm Megan Pastetto. Hallelujah. It's finally the last week of Bachelor in Paradise. Thank God. I haven't slept since it started. Um, with four episodes a week, it's been a lot. Now, I unleashed quite a bit last episode. It was bitchy. It was savage, sassy, bougie, nasty. Listening back, I was like, okay, wow, I'm a bitch, a monotone bitch, but you guys seem to love it, so I will continue. Now, I'm recording this episode on the weekend. I'm putting in overtime to deliver you guys the tea. You're more than welcome. So I was hoping to get some current Bachelor in Paradise stars on the show today since it is the final week, but I did run into a few major issues. I'm not going to lie. Everyone was requesting that I get Naranga on, and since I'm at your beck and call, I aim to please you guys always. I did ask him, but he asked channel 10 for permission and they said yes to podcasts but definitely no to so dramatic i guess they're scared of all the tea i've been spilling lately fair enough then helena asked me to come on the show but then she pulled out last minute because she found out i was friends with abby chatfield weird flex but okay and mary seems to think she's in the major leagues or something now because she's only doing paid interviews apparently yes mary's charging for interviews guys FYI, this is not a thing. You do not charge for interviews. Look, maybe if Kim Kardashian had a juicy exclusive she wanted to give me, I would consider pulling my wallet out, but not for a chat with a Bachelor in Paradise star. I'm sorry. I love you guys, but no, that's not how things work around here. But have no fear. I have managed to pull a rabbit out of a hat and I have an even bigger name coming on the show today. My very good friend, Bachelorette runner-up, Todd King. So he's basically, I guess you could say, my plan B guest today. (laughs) But it worked out for the better. So remember, guys, every rejection is a redirection. I'm just joking. Todd was actually my next guest, so I've just fast-tracked him to this episode. And I think you will really enjoy my chat with Todd because he gives me even more tea about his romance with Abby Chatfield. He makes a huge announcement about him and his girlfriend. I got the scoop, guys. And he even has some tea on the current Bachelor in Paradise cast members. Also, make sure you listen to the very end of this episode because... I've kept the best paradise tea for last. I have all the details about Kieran and Kiki's romance in my So Scandalous slash Detective Meg segment. Lots to get through today. As always, so much drama, such little time. Let's get into the show. But you're like the last person we can tell things to. You want to know something? I have some dirt. So juicy. So the last few weeks, I have been dropping bombs about Tim left, right and center major stalker slash Jamie Doran vibes. Now, believe it or not, there is another installment to the Tim with two M's saga. Some spicy new information about Tim and Britney's breakup landed on my desk this week. Hot off the press this one, guys. Also, if you haven't listened to the last two episodes, I don't know why you wouldn't have, but please go back and catch up so you're up to speed with where we're at. So, Tim and Britt were still dating after Paradise. They decided to leave the show together. Well, in reality, Tim was booted from Fiji. 
He even took her to Terrigal to meet his parents and as I said, Brittany was devoted when it ended just a few weeks later. Now, I've done some more digging and it turns out the reason Brittany was so devastated is because she found out Tim cheated on her with another girl during a club appearance in Queensland not long after Paradise. She was extremely heartbroken and it was basically honey badger all over again. Poor Brit, she hasn't had much luck, has she? I'm also told by a contestant that Tim was the most fame hungry out of everyone on the show and was only using Brit for fame to boost his profile because she was the biggest name on the show and he knew he would get heaps of airtime if he partnered up with her. Oh my God, oh my God. So we know that Kieran was a busy, naughty boy in paradise. But turns out five girls in Fiji still wasn't enough for him. Love that for Kieran. I am told that Kieran was also texting girls back in Australia whilst he was in Fiji. You still texting bitches, yes or no? Kieran was apparently given special permission to use his phone every few days during filming. He was taken to a private room that no one else knew about. I think he told producers he was using his phone for work or something like that. But he was really using his phone to message girls he was seeing before the show. Then he got busted and had his phone privileges taken off him. And to add further insult to injury, he came back to Sydney with a huge internet bill for roaming. I guess karma's a bigger bitch than me. Oh my God, oh my God. So as I mentioned in a previous episode, again, go back and listen, there was going to be a mass exodus this season of Paradise with 11 people walking out. Some more info on this. That number consists of five couples who walk out of the show together before rose ceremonies. I'm feeling very generous this week. You've all been very good to me. So I'm going to take a walk on the wild side and name them for you now. Spoiler alert ahead. Tim and Brittany leave together after Tim's tantrum, which I went into detail about last episode. Kira and Alex, I mentioned those details in another previous episode. So we're up to speed there. The other couples who leave together are Kiki and Kieran, Mia and Scott, Brittany and Jackson. I'll go into details on these ones now. Get ready for a case of deja vu this week when Kieran quits Paradise and walks out from the show yet again. We all know he hit it and quit it Tracy Jewel style on Angie's season and sensationally left the show for his nan's funeral. However, it has since been revealed on So Dramatic by Jared Woodgate that that's not exactly the reason why he left. Anyway, we progress. He's set to do it again this week. So Kieran had enough of all the dramas in paradise and packed his bags and left before the rose ceremony and before the finale again. He had a huge dummy spit at the producers and basically told them to shove it. Pretty much what happened with Angie last time. The only difference this time is that he did leave in a relationship with Kiki. I don't know if they will air it this way, though. I think they will make it look like they wanted to leave and give things a proper shot on the outside. So we'll just have to wait and see what happens there. Another couple who don't make it to the finale but leave together are Brittany and Jackson. It's Brittany, bitch. But devastating news for Brittany. She's in stall for more heartbreak, unfortunately. So when it was time for the Meet the Families, Jackson basically refused point blank to introduce Brittany to the rest of the garlic clan. Apparently, he didn't want to waste their time and make them fly all the way to Fiji. They are very busy running a pie empire after all because he said that introducing a girl to his family, you know, it's a huge step for him and he didn't feel like he'd been with Brittany long enough. I think it was only like two days in real life 
or something that they'd been together. I mean, fair enough. No way would I be ready to introduce a guy I met two days ago to my parents. Still, Brittany was devoted, so Jackson told her they could continue giving it a crack in the real world. And he did eventually introduce her to his family at his birthday a few weeks after Paradise. However, they have since parted ways. Apparently, Jackson said it was too hard to commit to her because they lived in different cities and poor Brit was devoted all over again. Another couple who were doomed from the start because they weren't given enough time in paradise together is Mia and Scott. She's from Richie's season. So after Jackson decided to leave on his own terms before the meet the families, Scott then decided to do the same. He'd only been with Mia, I think it was for about a day and a half in real life. So I think he also thought it was just way too soon to introduce her to his family. So that's the 10 people who walk out, plus Jake Ellis, who's the 11th. He was the first to pack up his shit and leave, not including Jamie's failed attempt. Now, I'm no mathematician, but that leaves us with just three couples at the finale. Alicia and Glenn, Mary and her batchy blow-in Connor, Renee and Maddie. I won't say who is still together and who isn't, but I will give you the odds. Two of those three couples are still together right now. Crap, actually, Jess Power actually revealed on our last episode that Matt and Renee are no longer together because he's now dating Love Island star Kim Harnett. So that's a bit of a spoiler there. Sorry, guys. Do not fight amongst yourselves. Please come to me. So we confirm or deny. At least you're honest with me. So exclusive. So I've got our favorite Bachelorette runner-up ever, our feminist king, Todd King, on the phone. Hey, Todd. Hey, Megan, how are you? I'm good. Did you like my attempt at a pun? Um, you do all right. Not, not exceptional, but you do all right. <laughs> for those who follow Todd on Instagram, you will get the inside joke. So thank you for agreeing to this ambush. You've, you have told me many times how much you hate doing media interviews, so I feel very honoured. Um, anything for you, really. <laughs> we've, had a, we've had a pretty long friendship and you've helped me through a few tough times, so... Um, yeah, glad to help you out. I have. I've always been there for you, haven't I? Oh, sometimes almost as a therapist, I think. Through the ups and you're the wi- downs. You're wise, bo- wise beyond your years. Oh, thank you. So um, you are f- most famous, I think, for filling the Darwin swamp with your crocodile tears when Ali dumped you in the finale. I will never forget it. I never let you forget it. R.I.P. <laughs> Uh, almost thought I was going to get eaten by a crocodile, to be honest. <laughs> it was very, it was, it was very dramatic, uh, very on brand. Whether it was the tears or my sweat, I'm not sure because <laughs> I remember leaving that sort of runway, walking away, and I eventually took off my suit jacket, and I was just wet. Like my t-shirt was wet, and my jacket was wet. It was like 45 degrees. So it was absolutely disgusting. And you were suited up. <laughs> yeah. Terrible. So some goss. Just last week, I think it was Ali and Tate made. Well, they shocked us all when they said they were what broke, broke breaking up for good. I was shocked. Yeah. Were you? I didn't see that coming at all. I didn't either. Um, I thought they like it was. It had legs. I thought they were going to get married. Yeah, I mean, far out. We talked so much about our timelines and everything that she was expecting on the show. So I thought. It was a little bit strange after, you know, a couple of years that they weren't engaged. I don't know. I mean, I didn't, to be completely honest, I didn't follow them too much or um, 
I actually, Tate and I unfollowed each other and stopped talking quite quickly after they kind of got together after the show. Um, so yeah, I didn't really hear too much about the about the parts of of his life, but they were opening a business together, and obviously, her family live in Queensland, and she was travelling there quite a bit, so they were separate quite a bit. Um, it was quite sad, really. What do you think happened? Oh, Have you heard anything uh, a lot from anyone else? I, I I don't know. It's massive speculation. I haven't heard anything, um, but it seems to me that she sacrificed a lot of what she wanted to fit into his life, um, which is probably from what she told me back two years ago, she um, had a pattern of doing that. And that was a pattern she obviously was trying to get out of. So maybe that was it, or maybe it was just, yeah, they fell out of love quickly. So what you think she was, cause she said she was pretty ready to have kids and maybe I don't think he quite was. So maybe she was kind of just waiting, hoping they'd meet in the middle and, Maybe he still wasn't ready or something like that. I don't mean, that's just me speculating, but. Yeah, I can only really go on what he said when I knew him and we were going through the whole experience together. And he's just so iffy about whether he wanted to commit. Um, and to be honest, you know, you look at the end and it might, it, may, it might sound to people that I'm a little bit bitter, but I'm really happy with the outcome now. At the time, obviously, I wasn't. <laughs> but um, yeah, even at the end, when he said what he said to her and I was watching it back, it just seemed kind of half-assed. Yeah, I, I actually did think she was going to choose you as well, you know. Like, I really did think well, that. So, so did I, to be honest. Like, um, the it's fun because, you know, you speak to people afterwards and talk about your experiences all the way through. And I was speaking to Bill and um, although we're not really mates now, um, I told him that when I said to Ali that I loved her, she turned to me and she said, there's something that I really want to tell you right now, but I can't. And um, when Bill said what he said um, regarding him falling in love with her, she turned to him and she said, there's something I really want to tell you right now, but I can't. <sighs> so, um, you know, it's, you look back and you ask yourself, you know, how much of it is for the show and how much of it was real. But um, as I was walking up that runway, in Darwin, uh, no one actually saw it because it was cut out. But she grabbed me and kissed me for about ten to twenty seconds. So, really, I don't know. Do you kiss people that you're about to break up with normally? I don't like. Oh, like and what a passionate was, kiss! You know, pardon my French, but it was a massive head fuck. Wow! So it was like a passionate hookup, not just like a goodbye yeah. hookup. Yeah. Wow! Are Crazy you gonna? <laughs> Look, I know you've got a girlfriend now, but if, would you ever reach out to Ali? You, you cross oh, paths no, again? Not a chance. No. Um, you know, she's she's wonderful. She's a wonderful person. But I look back and you just don't know. You know, I was probably the best version of myself. Um, there's parts of me that she didn't see that she might not have liked. So I think it will go both ways in that regard. I guess hindsight's a blessing, right? <laughs> mm, yeah, things worked out really well. I've, I've got got into my dream career, and um, I know, yeah, congrats. I think I found I found my dream girl. So, congrats on those both fronts. So, yeah, let's not dwell on the past too much. Like, I mean, Bachelor. So, what twenty twenty eighteen it was. Oh, let's move on. Tell me about your new girlfriend. How exciting! She's stunning. Oh, she's wonderful. She's so great. You're definitely I actually, punching. Um, 
I know, I know, it's crazy. I just look at her. You know when you look at somebody and you just, it's so cliche, but you get butterflies. Like it actually, I, when I look at her, it hurts my heart. She's, um, she's so great. <laughs> You're so sweet. Have you, um, do you think she's the one? Have you said the L word to each other yet? Oh, well, this is, this is very topical at the moment. Um, I was just having this conversation the other day. So I did, I said it the other day. Um <gasps> She kind of, you know, you can tell it's coming because, you know, they'll do little things to you or say nice things and it kind of just almost pops out. I mean, so, I can't really relate, but yeah, continue. <laughs> I'm a bit of a hopeless romantic. So what I did was I kind of planned um, just almost like a little little day, like a little moment. I took her to one of the places we had our first date. Um it's a beautiful little spot on the river in Perth. Uh, we went down there and we're just kind of just talking about, you know, how surprised we were that it's come this far because I don't think either of us were in a place where we were looking to find someone, you know, we were very happy on our own. We kind of met through mutual friends. Anyway, um, off topic, but I got a, like a little love lock made because there's like a little love lock bridge where we were, so we were sitting down talking about, you know, our relationship and, yeah, kind of just slipped it into conversation <gasps> and she did the big gulp and um, like what got I a just bit did. teary. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, as we were leaving, I kind of said to her, as we are walking over the bridge to leave, I said to her, you know, this place is becoming quite romantic and quite special to us and, um, yeah, whipped out the little love lock and said we need something to remember it by. So it was very cute. And then you said you loved her. Yeah, yeah. <gasps> so cute. You're such a gentleman, such a little Romeo. It's I don't know. I don't know what it is about dating these days, but um, it seems few and far between that I don't know if girls get those experiences. So I try to do my best. Mm. And um, what about kids? Because I know that you wanted. You said you wanted to be a really young dad. Is that something that's on the cards for you? Like, can you see that with her? Yeah, definitely. I think that was probably one of the first things, um, generally one of the first things I'll look for, you know, kind of at my age, being 28 now. She's a bit younger, but she's got a um, she's got a great family, um, very family-oriented and very maternal, uh, affectionate, loving girl. So, yeah, I think it's probably still... I said this two years ago, but three to five years away. But the fact that I've just changed career um, is probably the most exciting factor because I've got to get settled in that first. Mm, well, con- yeah, congrats on that. So you have been a busy boy in the last few months. Let's not sugarcoat things for the listeners. <laughs> You've had how many girlfriends <laughs> in how many months? You Quite can't a blame a bloke for trying. Not- I've had I've had probably three girlfriends in, oh, going on maybe six to eight months. Oh, my God. Meanwhile, I haven't had a ding in my inbox for, like, three years. How can you have three, like, three serious girlfriends in six months? That's crazy. Well, you're like You're like the new super spreader, Kieran. (laughs) Don't you dare compare me (laughs) to that bloke. What? Not a fan? Mate, I'm looking for love, not a one-night stand. Catchphrase that. What, you're not a fan of Kieran? (laughs) Oh, to be completely honest, I just, yeah, I, I, I don't know the guy, I've never spoken to him, I'm just, um, 
obviously seeing his actions on the show and then hearing the feedback from Abby when she came off uh, wasn't great, you know. So I don't know. I think I think he's a bit younger. Everyone kind of I know blokes on my season went through the whole fifteen minutes of fame, got to try to make the most of it, and it does get to people's heads sometimes. But um, it goes away. So I think he's just got to remember, you know, he's he's not going to be left with a lot if he's if he's doing that with people. Mm. Yeah, you know, I think it's using people for his own gain. Yeah, definitely. Hey, um, what did you think about Abby's portrayal on Paradise this time around? It's almost unheard of, which is a bit crazy. Um, I don't know, obviously, how outspoken she is, but um, I think she went in with a mindset of just having a good time. Um, and, you know, I suppose trying not to ruffle any feathers. And it's difficult because I know how badly she was scorned last time with her at it. Um, having kind of been there for her, which not a lot of people actually know, you know. Um, Abby actually called me the day she landed back in Australia from that infamous rock in South Africa. Um, <laughs> and that's the first conversation we had. So, Oh, really? I didn't realise it was the first, my, the first day. Yeah, so my number was passed on to her um, from a mutual friend, we'll say, um, and she just called me up, and I I thought it was a bit of a hoax. I thought it was someone from the media taking the piss out of me. But a prank call. She's like, yeah, yeah. She said to me, look, I think you're the only person that could really understand how I feel right now, and I need some help. Um, and there's a lot being said in the media at the moment in regards to the help that you know Warner Brothers and Channel Ten give people. Um, there's a counselor or a psychologist available, but um, unless you're willing to tell her you know you're struggling um there's really no intervention there's a checkup once a week once a fortnight and to be completely honest no one from the crew really checks in um you know once they're done using you they wash their hands with you so i was really glad she reached out to me and um yeah i was i was with her through the whole process of of you know that edit she got and all the backlash and all the hate and all the trolling so Mm, they could definitely do more in that regard, I think. Yeah, what do you think? Because this week, Kira, I think Cass, they all kind of spoke out about their edits. Now Jamie's suing Channel 10 and mm. Warner Brothers. What do you? What's your take on all that? What's going See, on? I've, I mean, I've had a very unique experience where I've obviously, I've got my edit, but I've also dated someone who's got a terrible edit and I've seen the effects of that. Um, I have no doubt Jamie probably did doing that for monetary gain you know you know you kind of know what you sign up for so i understand that side of it um but at the same time i think we i mean you would have noticed more than anyone how much they franken bite sentences together mm. so gone are the days where um you know the excuse can be used by the general public or by the the those corporations one rather than channel 10 that you know you said what you said well in fact and i didn't fucking say it you got three sentences and jammed them all together to fit your storyline. So, um, you know, I'm not anti, you know, the corporations that um, kind of feed these guys, but it's a tough one. I'm, I hate, I hate sitting on the fence, but sometimes you can't have your cake and eat it too. But I've noticed, particularly with the last couple of seasons, how much the editing's just gone rampant. The problem with Jamie is. You know, they've obviously handpicked him. They've identified mentally um, he's not 
I guess he's not, best way to describe he's not a sound individual. You know, he has his issues, as do everybody. But I think he's got a very um, particular personality, a very particular way of looking things that they've obviously picked him to exploit him. And you'd be completely naive to not think that because I was even told by the director of Warner Brothers, you know, we chose you because, you know, you were going to be emotional. They identified that early. They identified that when I started going up against Charlie um, because I was fully aware of the warning signs of domestic violence. And I personally, you know, and I'm not, I'm not trying to defame anybody. I'm not saying that he's done it before, but I, I recognised, you know, a pattern of controlling behaviour quite early on in, in Charlie. And I got really concerned that Ali was going to pick him because we, we all thought she would early on. Um, and in my interviews, I got really emotional because of that. And, you know, I have no doubt that's why they chose me. You know, they looked at me and they thought, all right, Robert's gone. He was our emotional guy. We're going to carry you to the end because you're going to give us that emotional range. So they've obviously um, cast Jamie wanting him to be the stage five clinger, which is, I mean, he knew what he was signing up for. He, yeah, I feel like he knew going in what, what role he was going to be playing and he kind of played up to it. So I don't know, my sympathy on that front's a bit. Oh, you look at the messages he sent people um, and he's like talking about playing it up and talking exactly. about being an actor and um yeah, I think he's just a really troubled individual. He was telling the whole cast that before he before Paradise it was his goal. So yeah, I don't know. On that front, probably no sympathy from me. I thought it was quite funny that I got a mention on. Um, yes, I saw season that. Yeah, wasn't it Kira? Um, was, Kira mentioned you at the Buller banquet when they're having that big argument. You got dragged yeah, so into the dramas. I guess the good thing about Perth is it's small. So um, you know, I've I've met. Glenn, he's a wonderful guy. Um, Have you met Alicia? And no, so like, I my head's spinning. Like I, he didn't really give anything away. He's got a very steely resolve, but he's um absolutely wonderful guy. Everything that you see on the show is as genuine. He's as genuine as they come. But I thought it was great because I remember the time when I was watching the previous season a bit, and she was just. Just cutting sick on everybody, you know, um, picking on them about their image, picking on them about their um, edits, their actions, everything, just being really nasty. And I took her to town, you know, I had a real go at her. And she she inboxed me and said, look, look, mate, I'm not going to start. This is Kira. She said, look, mate, I'm not going to start a public feud with you because you want the publicity because I'm, you know, that famous. Oh my God, she said, you want like, the publicity. <laughs> How, how You're such be, a mate. fame whore, Todd. <laughs> Everyone you knows don't her. Know me at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. A part of me would like to go on bit one day so that I could actually confront these people in person. <laughs> but um, just for the drama, yeah. go on. Like, even if you've still got a girlfriend, just go on and just start dramas with everyone. That would be. Oh, iconic. Mate, I don't think she'd be. I don't think she'd be happy with that. <laughs> Imagine you and Kira going head to head. It would be great, but Alicia, Alicia definitely held her own and um, gave her what for. So the need, someone really needed to put her in a place because, yeah, I would just describe her as a bully. I think it's as simple as that. Harsh, very harsh. It's, it's definitely warranted. <laughs> well, I think that's a good note to finish on. Um, very on brand. Lots of dramas there. Even with you, <laughs> even being in the safety of your home in Perth, you still managed to 
end up involved in the dramas in Fiji. Love that for you, Todd. Oh, I think everyone knows how bloody ancestral the Bachelorette <laughs> batch world is, so you hear little things through the grapevine here and there. And that's probably a dig at yourself too, considering your romance with Abby, let's not forget. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was um, – we're still good mates. That was uh, didn't work out, but we're still good mates. And um, how well is she doing? Yes, I had her in the other day. And by the way, you're only yeah. good mates because still because of me. Don't forget. I know, I know. <laughs> I you repaired that friendship. Medi- mediator, I think. <laughs> Counseled both of you, mediated it all. Oh, long live the feminist queen. <laughs> and the feminist king, yourself. I do my best. I do my best. <laughs> So for more puns, guys, if you want to follow Todd on Instagram, he's at Todd, is it G King? That's the one, yeah. Todd G King. Give him a follow. He's got great content, great puns. I personally just troll him in his comments. Um, It's quite enjoyable. It surprises me that people still follow me and are interested in my life. (laughs) (laughs) It's not not that exciting. I just just hang out with my mates. I hang out with my girlfriend and I... um, well, I don't take pictures of, of my food yet. So you are pretty I'm, boring. I'm you're, you're either at the gym or on a hike, literally. Two favourite things. Uh, like sands through the hourglass. Those are the days of my sands life. Sands through the hourglass. <laughs> oh, you're so funny. Okay, I've got to go. So thank you for spilling the tea. Appreciate it so much. I will, yeah, I'll see you in your in the comments section on Instagram. Anytime, love the podcast. I've listened to every episode. Oh, so I'm sure great, you mate. have. Drinking that tea. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Oh, oh my God. This is bad behavior. Everybody calm down. Is the case for the FBI? So scandalous. Detective Meg on the case again. I'm getting so good at this detective stuff. I think I might even get picked up by the AFP soon. Thank you to everyone who is sending me tip-offs. You're contributing to a great cause. It's very much appreciated. So let's talk about Kieran and Kiki this week. We all know they have split since Paradise. It's a bit of a hot mess, but I'm going to get you all up to speed on the situation now. So we know that they were dating before Paradise. I think it was about a month or so before the show that they started talking and they were planning to meet up. I am told that Kieran was still with Renee in Darwin when he first started talking to Kiki via Instagram DMs. In the days leading up to Paradise, Kieran and Kiki were hanging out and hooking up in Sydney. Kiki even dropped Kieran to the airport when he was going to Fiji. They made a pact to be together in Paradise and so Jess Brody had basically been keeping Kiki's seat warm until she arrived. When Kiki got to the island, she found out Kieran had slept with Jess before she got there. And that caused a whole lot of conflict on the show between them that isn't shown. We're not going to see any of that. But Kiki eventually decided to give Kieran a second chance and everything was fine. Everything seemed to be going great. They were getting along just fine. They leave the show together, blah, blah, blah. It was going so great, in fact, that after the show, Kieran flew to Darwin to pack up his stuff and then flew straight back down to Sydney and moved in with Kiki. It all happened very quickly. They basically went from zero to 100. They were so in love, Kieran even got a tattoo of Kiki's name, which I actually witnessed him getting firsthand. I was there. We all went out for Jackson's birthday party in December and Kieran decided to get Kiki's name tattooed on his wrist. I think I have a video somewhere that I posted on Instagram at the time. I'll see if I can find it and post it again for my new followers on So Dramatic. 
So Kieran and Kiki then spent Christmas together. They were basically obsessed with each other. Then all of a sudden in January, they break up. And this is where it gets very interesting, guys. In the space of just two days, they'd broken up. Kieran had packed up his shit, flown to Melbourne and moved in with Tim. So he hit it and quit it again, basically. Kiki was devoed. She'd already ended her lease in Sydney because her and Kieran had been looking at new apartments to move in together. So after Kieran pulled out at the 11th hour, she was left homeless and basically telling friends that Kieran had ruined her life. Very juicy, poor Kiki. However, I've since found out that Kiki actually had given Kieran an ultimatum to treat her better after she found out he'd been unfaithful to her. I think he was talking to other girls and the fact that he was also planning to move to Melbourne with Tim behind her back. So it was Kiki who essentially ended things, right? So Kieran's now living in Melbourne. He's since moved on with Tully from Big Brother and probably a number of other girls too, knowing our super spreader Kieran. And Kiki since moved on as well. Another tidbit on this, producers were having a total cardiac arrest over this whole situation because Kiki and Kieran are both very fiery people and the producers were worried that they were going to slam each other in the media and spoil the whole storyline on Paradise, basically. Look, no sympathy for the producers here because they did film the show, what, back in November and it didn't air until July. And they tell cast members they're not allowed to date during this time or if they leave in a couple, they can't be seen together. So they're basically asking contestants to put their lives on hold for nine months. That's a lot to fucking ask for, for a couple of minutes of screen time in my eyes. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God. So dramatic with Megan Pistetto. That's all the tea I've got for you guys today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have any requests for people you would like me to get on, any specific questions you want answered, or if you have any juicy gossip for me, funny memes, whatever, slide into my DMs at Megan Pistetto or at Dramatic Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, review, five stars only, of course. If you're listening to the episode, it would be much appreciated if you could please share with your friends on Instagram or post on Facebook or whatever, because I promise I will continue to bring you the juiciest scoops each week. Thank you for listening to So Dramatic. Oh my God. Oh my God. So Dramatic with Megan Pistetto.